uh, me and Aaron are getting on the call right now. We've been having um, some uh, heated small discussions in our group me chat, uh, but we figured it's probably a better idea to uh, get some of this stuff on video. It's a little bit easier to have these discussions, especially because everybody's mean and they always gang up on me. <laughs> so go ahead, Aaron. Um, we were having an offline discussion on COVID, um, specifically uh, deaths versus infections. And uh, Peter made a comment that uh, because in the graph that one of the panelists shared, it showed that Illinois was declining in COVID positive cases. And Peter made a comment that it was because uh, Prisker has he profits from testing which i do know to be true um his his pharmaceutical company does have a stake in COVID testing so that that part is correct um but my response more so to peter was i did not think that to be correct because in illinois at least getting COVID tested was so hard um specifically in my situation back in march when COVID really first hit uh, my husband, he didn't have the classic symptoms. He had like a cough that was in between. Um, he never really got a fever. Um, but what prompted us to go was one one day and one day only. Um, he had like body aches and he got a fever one day. And that made me really pressure him to call his doctor. He called his doctor and she just gave him the 800 number to get COVID to the CDC or whoever did the, who scheduled you to get COVID tested. But even when he called the 800 number, they were like, well, what's your symptoms? And he really didn't have symptoms at that time. So they were like, well, and I told him, I was like, tell them right now that you have a cough. Tell them that you have body aches. And he did that. And added on to that, that he was possibly exposed to someone who was COVID positive. And that's when they went ahead and let him test and he turned out to be COVID positive. So that was why I said that, you know, we had to kind of lie to get him tested because that when you call it 800 number, they weren't, they weren't going to approve you. So this was in March, right? Yes. That was eight months ago. So yes. that was early on. Now, now the test is readily available. Like I know somebody I specifically went to the ER, got, not, not me personally, but went with the ER with somebody, tested, got the results back within half an hour. Done. So like, and this was, I think last month. So our kid, you can get the test is my only point. So you can go because if you go to the hospital, they can't refuse you for anything anyway. So you then it then it becomes okay. Is it cost efficient to do it that way? Do hospitals want that? Of course, hospitals don't want people coming in. But if you have symptoms and you're not feeling well, you can just go in and, and get that done. I don't know like all the specific details right now. If if I was to say okay, I'm I was exposed to somebody that tested positive, I want to go get tested. I don't know. Like what specifically, um, from my understanding, there's different locations where you can go get the testing. You have to wait X amount of time before you get the testing back. Um, but I don't, I haven't heard anybody that said, I want to get tested and I can't get tested. 
So recently, recently, let me speak on that because I've I've had that experience. So South Side African American communities, it you can't just go to the to the emergency room because you can. Let me let me rephrase that. You can just go to the emergency room, but you're waiting because I'm sure you you've been to the emergency room before that. Mm-hmm. In the triage process, if they go about most severe cases, right. so if you're like, I got flu, if you tell them you have uh, flu-like symptoms, all they're going to do is you're sitting there for hours. Mm-hmm. And for most people, that's not conducive to writing, especially right now when kids are at home and stuff like that. But then to also, so there are places that do free testing. But they only do so many tests a day. And then on top of that, you have to catch them when they pop up. Now, there are places that will take you if you have insurance, but you still have to have an appointment. And that's assuming, though, some people have insurance. Um, so it's, it, I don't disagree that it's not possible to get tested, but I don't feel like it's readily available because I had to get um jace tested so he could go to school he had to have a negative covid test um so that was finding a place that could do it and then finding somewhere because for some reason people are so difficult when it comes to written results um finding somewhere that would allow me to get a written result um and derek had to get tested he actually tested positive for covid for three months um but every time like he needed to get that that test done again, it was always something. The 800 number just wouldn't test him. And he had he has insurance, which of course they asked him for. Um, but it, it's not easy. And I feel like if if Pritzker's intent was to get tests out there, it would be it, it would be readily available. So, so you're talking about like the inner city stuff, right? The right. People in the suburbs, right? Do you think we have the same issues with getting testing as the city? Well, I live in the south suburbs, and I don't. I've had to do all. We like even Derek when he called the 800 number, he had to okay. get it done in the city. But let's be fair. South suburbs aren't the same as the western suburbs and the northern suburbs. Right. No, but that's what I'm saying. So, so my, my my point is if if the testing the testing in some areas is going to be more difficult but like the testing by me is it's, it's easy to get you can just go you're right though you have to wait the, you have to wait the times it's not it's not the easiest thing easiest process like let me just pop up and, and get this test and be on my way um but so but i don't i don't still don't think it's difficult and what would be the point of having testing like that easy where you walk in i just don't see and maybe this is just my whole cynic over the whole covid thing in the first place but why would you want to have everybody walking in getting the testing what do you think would happen in those lines if you could just walk in and anybody can just get the testing people would go get tested every day because there's such a, a fear be, fear behind it and that's and then, fair um but with that so I have kids, I have additional kids on the weekend 
and they are consistently around people who are in the high risk category. So when I went to Ohio for the weekend or I've been exposed, invite, by the way. Huh? Thanks for the invite, by the way. <laughs> well, uh, when I've been around a different group of people, I I appreciate that I can get tested on when I want to because I I'm a COVID believer. Um, so I want to reduce the chance of exposing them for them to be exposed to other people. And the same way with my 16 year old, she works. Um, they don't, it's just three of them on their food truck. So she, they don't wear masks. She's been to Millennium Park. So I, to make me feel better, I've had her get tested at times as to not infect other people in her orbit. No. Okay. So I get that part when people talk about like that. So, so with me and my, my kids, right. Um, I'm, if you, if you know me, you know, I don't. I don't do the fear thing. I just, I just don't. Uh, my kids don't do the fear thing. They're out and about. They have sleepovers. They're at their friend's house. When this first hit, my kids were some of the only kids outside. And then after it was going on for month two, the other parents were like, okay, this, we just can't keep the kids locked down. But so now all of a sudden everybody, you know, is out and about. So, but I don't keep that from anybody. So like what you're saying is, is you want to have that respect other people that know hey, you're out and about, you can possibly be exposed. So I think that is important and not trying to hide that. So like, I wouldn't go somewhere and not tell somebody, I I don't really wear my mask. My kids don't wear my mask. They're outside, they're interacting. So I think that is the responsible thing to do. Um, but having going to get tested all the time, it's just like, I get it. But at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter because, you can get it at any time from anything. It's like any other, like it's like any other, like virus like that that transmitted the same way. I know it's not the flu, but it's going to get transmitted very similarly to the, the flu, where okay, you're going to all of a sudden you're just sick. Um, but so I, I just I don't so like when you see see all these all of this spike in testing, oh more people have it. Okay, so what does it matter if somebody has it? To me, the, the test the test cases are irrelevant. The only thing to me is important is like hospitalization and true death versus how many people got sick with it, especially when the vast majority of them are asymptomatic anyway. But you don't think for um, study purposes it's important or contact tracing that it's important to know how many people have it? Or who had it? What What is that going to do? What's the point of that? Because when COVID first started, arguably, you know, everybody doesn't need masks. Like, we didn't know. We just didn't know. But as COVID has gone on with more research and contact tracing, like, it's important because then it helps us kind of get a, a better understanding of what this is and okay. how we can combat it. All right. So the first, there's really no combating to be honest with you. Okay. So let's, let's talk about the research part of it. And let's talk about the contact tracing. Okay. So it's impossible to contact trace when you're at a Walmart 
when you're at a Target, when you're at a Jewel, when you're at a rally, at some protest, right? How are you contact tracing? Right. You're in your circle. You can say, okay, I was around this person. I, if you can do that. You can't really contact trace on this mass scale the way it is now because people early on when everybody was like paranoid and they're on lockdown for those first two weeks, okay, it's easy to contact trace then. Now, how you contact trace? It's just, it's too difficult unless it's in your small little orbit. So I don't really, so the contact tracing to me is like, okay, if you know that you're, if you know, like if I test positive, right? If, if, if I go and I'm not feeling why well, I go test positive, I'm going to tell like the parents of the kids, my kids, you know what I mean? Who they're hanging out with, right? So that they know, hey, just FYI. So you guys know I was sick. Not sure about the little bastards. You might want to check on yours too. You know what I mean? So, so I'm going to, so that you can do, but from a mass scale, you can't, if every time I go into a grocery store, cause you know, I don't, I off tap, I hate going to the grocery store and buying in bulk. I'm at the grocery store every two or three days. So, um, so I'm, so everybody can be exposed then. So, so you can't really contact trace as far as like the, the, what do you, what do we know now that we didn't know when it first came out? I, I believe masks work though. Okay. So show me, show me a study that shows masks work. There's been no studies. It's a recommendation, but they also said they're ineffective. So it's a feel good thing. They're not effective unless you have the N95 real mask. These cloth masks, these bandanas, they they came out originally. And this is what I hate about like the WHO and the CDC. They all they're all political. They keep bouncing back and forth. When a political when when the C it was either the CDC or the NIH, they came out and said congregating in large groups is bad unless you're doing it for social equity. What the hell is that? So. If you're in a group, it's bad. You can't go to a funeral. You can't go to church. You can't go to school. But if you're out protesting racism, you're fine. As soon as they said that, I knew they're full of shit. How the hell does that? So the virus knows you're out here for a good cause. We're not going to get you sick. You're going to school. You're at church. We're going to get you sick. That's just stupid. So so the, and the, the original mass, the study that came out, and they had it posted, but of course they pulled it right away. The masks are ineffective. A cloth mask is effective 3%. 3%. What am I wearing a mask for? There's, 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 but because so, I guess when I posted that, um, when we talked about that on the chat about masks being effective, it does say on the CDC website that it discourages everyday people. I guess I can't remember the proper term. But it did discourage everyday people from wearing the N95 masks to leave those for healthcare professionals and mm-hmm. first responders. So I did see that. But it, it isn't the point of the mask to kind of really to catch like the spittle and stuff like that. Um, so, okay, again, it's 3% effective. It's so being on this and then I, and I posted, I posted the, the other two. One is most, they, what it was, 70% of the people that con, that are, 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 are dying are saying that they wear masks, right? And the other one is, what was it? 18 of the top 20 highest cases all have a mask mandate. 
they don't work. It's a few good things. It's, it's, it's just a power thing. That's all it is. It's saying, oh, wear a mask. Why am I wearing a mask? It does. If you, if you were to sit there and you can show me data that says a mask is 50% effective, I'd be wearing a mask. But nobody said anything. The only thing that I've seen is when you talk about bandanas and regular masks was 3% effective, which they vastly took down because they know it's not effective. Have you seen anything, any actual data that says without it saying they're recommended? Recommendation doesn't mean anything to me. Without it actually saying this, they work, this is the data proving that they work. No. no. Even on the CDC website, it, a mask is effective with uh, proper social distancing. So, what, oh, so, so they, they, they contradict themselves. If you're social distancing, what the hell do you have to wear a mask for? Because people still, I've seen people cough in, in, in the air and it propels. Okay, so, so what happens? What happens when a mask get wet? It's less effective. You're actually more in danger when your mask gets wet, right? Okay. Yeah. So if I sneeze, where am I supposed to sneeze? I'm going to sneeze my mask, right? So right. now my mask is wet. So now I'm in more danger. So they want you to wear a mask outside, walking from your car to to the grocery store. What happens if it rains? Now all of a sudden my mask is wet. What am I supposed to do? Just keep buying more, buying more masks? Oh, I'm going to keep buying more masks. All the people, everybody's out of work, but you want me to buy more masks? That's true. So there, so that's what I'm saying. There, there's no, there's been zero data that shows that masks are effective. That's the reason why I'm against masks. It's so, and, and sometimes, okay, I come across, as you know, no empathy or whatnot. That's fine. I know I was, you know what? I was shocked the first time somebody told me that I lacked empathy. I didn't realize that about myself. <laughs> so, but it's, it's only because there's no real data that shows that the stuff is working. Every time they come out and they're pushing, and the same people that push this agenda, right? You can't go to church. You can't go to a funeral. But yet they have these massive funerals for um, for who they they did the George Floyd one. They had I forget the gentleman's name. The, um, the civil rights leader was John. John Lewis. Was that his name? Mm-hmm. They had his, they had uh, 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 Ruth uh, Gator. Uh, you know, so yeah. they had all these. They had all of these. And they're allowed to do all of that. But you can't. So that that's what pisses me off, too, is, you know, when you talk about Pritzker. We're in the height of it. He sends his wife goes down to Florida because they didn't have a mask mandate. She wanted to, you know, vacation. They go to Wisconsin because they didn't have they their um, they had the mask mandate. Then their Supreme Court said no. His daughter, all fall sports are pretty much canceled, but the sports his daughter does, they're open. How convenient! So all these people that sit there and, and preach about it. They're 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 doing what they're telling you what to do when a they're not sitting there doing it themselves and b they're not really telling you the truth about any of this stuff. So case counts to me that's fine. You look at how many how many how many tens of thousands of college kids have tested positive. A whole lot. How many have been hospitalized? The last number I saw was two days ago was three. You have three hospitalizations and you got tens of thousands test positive. What the hell are you locking down a college campus for? Do you know what I'm saying? These kids, they're at virtually no risk of actually getting sick and dying. 
there's virtually no risk. But that, okay, so two parts to that. First, sure. you see how many people from Trump's inner circle have come down with COVID. Mm-hmm. Yep. So you don't, you don't think that in, in a small 3% chance that if anybody had a war mask, that, that that infection rate would have been lower? I don't care about an infection rate. But, and, 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 and no, let me tell you why. Okay, so I, I, I don't have a calculator and a pen and paper, so I can't break it down. So, so they say 3% gets, right? So what percent of the population has it? Very small, right? So whatever it might be. So if one person has it, that person has a likelihood of being asymptomatic. What do they say? Eighty percent of the time, right? They don't even know the chance of you actually getting sick and needing to go to the hospital for it is slim to none. Most people probably have it. I guarantee that there's a lot more cases, positive cases, than the testing, because there's a vast majority of people are asymptomatic. The eighty percent of the people are asymptomatic. So how many people tested positive? I don't know the number. I really don't. So whatever millions of people, if million people have tested positive, okay, so then you, on top of that, you've got another 800,000 people that don't even know they even have it or whatever the math might be. So what does it matter? As far as Trump's inner circle, they got sick, they tested positive. Okay, how many people got hospitalized? The president? And that was more precautionary. But that's fine. Okay. But he falls into a group, the category that would be at, at risk, right? His age and his weight. He's at high risk. And he's fine. He just did a, a rally yesterday. Couldn't even tell the man was even sick. So, so but, what that they test positive? So I think, I think the, the difference in perspective of for you, it's like, okay, you test positive, but if you're not hospitalized, you know, having COVID is not a big deal. But for me, I feel like you put others at risk, though. That I guess that's, I think that's my thing. Like, I'm not, I'm not personally afraid of getting COVID. Like, I, I think that I would come out on the other side. Mm-hmm. My my main concern, though, is I interact with people that I am concerned about if they get it coming out the other side of it a lot. So. So, OK, so that that is very fair. But again, it goes to the point then you need to pick and choose what you doing, what's best for you. That is not what's best for the vast majority of Americans. And I've, I've said it from day one, the cure can't be more destructive than the disease. And in my opinion, it has been. So would I, if, if I'm out and about, again, if I'm out and about and I know somebody that's sick, they have pre, I'm not going to go to their house. I'm not going to send my kids to their house. If I go, I'm going to say, hey, just so you know, this is how we live, right? I'm going to, and then they're going to say, stay your ass away or fine, I don't care, come on over. And it's going to be up to them individually to make those choices. Why the hell would I trust the government to make any of those choices for me? Why? But you don't, you don't think that because, well, I know you don't necessarily agree with the numbers um, as far as the total deaths related to COVID. You don't, you don't agree with that. Um, To be be fair to the reason why is because you had, even in Illinois, 
the health commissioner, what I forget her name, she came out and said it. She's not the only one. They said if you die with it, you're counted as a COVID death. You could be in a car accident, die with COVID. They're classifying it as a COVID death when because they're incentivized to do it. It's part of the CARES Act. They get what is it, forty thousand dollars per death per state? These states are broke. You don't think they're taking that money? And but so the actual data that came out, the actual data came out, only 6% of the people died because of COVID. Now, now I will, let's, let's be honest, COVID did, if they had a pre-existing condition, it might have made their situation uh, worse and sped up their death. That's true as well. But only 6% were because, strictly because of COVID. What the hell are we doing? Why are we locked? Why are we shutting everything down? You mean to tell me it's what? not political? But if you so keeping with that vein, then if you're saying that these deaths have been exaggerated for the money, then why why would these states work to get their total number of deaths down? Why not keep the trend and keep going up? Well, they can't. So one, they can't actively kill people like unlike New York and New Jersey who did that. Um, with, with their governor did it. They said the old people would test positive to the old folks' home. What the hell are you thinking? How do you tell? How do you send an infected elderly person right back to be around a whole bunch of other elderly people? It's just asinine. Uh, but that's a different subject. Um, so they're they're working to lower it, but all their whole time working to lower it, they're giving themselves more power. So in these different states. Wisconsin had a huge um, lockdown. Their Supreme Court overturned it. Michigan had a, a, a huge lockdown. Their Supreme Court overturned it. How do you explain? Uh, was it South or North Dakota, right? They never did a lockdown. They didn't have, they never had an issue. Florida never, they had a small lockdown. Where was their big boom in Florida? Where's the death count, the death count in Florida? They have more people living in Florida than in New York. New York's death total is what? Three times, four times? the limit, the, uh, the number of Florida. And then where do all the people from New York vacation? Florida. Okay, so they have more people going to Florida and their numbers never really spiked. And they have a huge um, uh, elderly population. You figure they would have had a huge increase too, right? But so nobody's been able to show real data that lockdowns work. Nobody. I but see that's that's you're with that argument it's like you damned if you do and you damned if you don't because Illinois numbers because we've been so strict they've declined and we haven't seen as many deaths as other places okay so when when whenever the government you know whenever the government comes at you with a emotional plea instead of a data plea you know they're full of shit. The, 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 the whole mask works, wear your mask, save, save a life, blah, 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 blah. That's all emotion. There's no data behind it. None. So that's how you know. Unless they can show you, show me the numbers, show me the truth, am I going to believe the government? Any government. So, but they've never done that for you. They came at you with this, it's not about you, it's about your neighbor. Save the old people. It's, it's all pure emotion. So as far as the numbers going down in, in Illinois, okay, so they, there was all, the numbers were always going to go down. And I said this from day one, the numbers are going to go down. 
and then they're going to go right back up in the fall. That was always going to happen. So the numbers went down, and now they're going to go back up. But how, what was, and I don't know this. I probably should have looked this up. What's the difference? What numbers are going down in Illinois? What numbers? The like when was, But when, when, when did it spike? I don't know. So, but you see what I'm saying? Like any, I don't know. Okay, the numbers are going down. They're, they're being stagnant. Okay, but what's the reason why? You think it's because people are wearing a mask? No, it's the treatment that they're getting in the hospital. They know how to treat it now. It's not so, a mask isn't saving anybody. So you don't you don't think that the lack because also with the quarantine, it was not necessarily to stop people from getting COVID, but it was to slow down the number of people going to having to be admitted to the hospital and emergency mm-hmm. room because these places were overwhelmed and overrun. So you don't think the lockdown helped with that? So that was the first two weeks, and that was preparing the hospitals, right? So it was supposed to be after two weeks. Okay, fine. You do it for two weeks. There was, there was never a need for all these all – this, no hospital was ever overrun. That's just a flat-out lie. They built all these different centers in New York. They never even utilized them. So, so they – I think, well, if we can maybe – I don't think Gigi would do a, a Zoom, but I think we can ask her offline because she works in a hospital. She would be yeah. a perfect source to ask that question. So, so the, here, here's the, so what happened was, okay, so you wait two weeks. What ended up happening, if we're being honest about it, is they canceled all the elective surgeries. Elective surgery being hip replacements, knee replacements, being cancer medications because everybody's too scared to go in. So what happened with the deaths for all of that other stuff? It all skyrocketed because people weren't going and doing all that regular stuff because they were told don't come in. So what happened to a lot of these hospitals? They had to furlough so many people. I believe they closed a couple of hospitals, not a ton, but nationwide, they closed a few hospitals. They didn't have anybody coming in. So they were furloughing all these places. I'm sorry, but when when a hospital is telling me that they're overrun, but yet the whole damn hall is doing a damn TikTok, you're not overrun. Yeah. You're not overrun. You're just not. You're full of shit is what you are, and you're getting all this sympathy. And what do people love to get? Attention and sympathy, and they like being the hero. So they just played it up. So there was never an overrun of hospitals. Because of this, there just wasn't. Maybe there was a hospital here and there that saw higher cases. Okay, that's true. But I'm talking about nationwide. All everything dropped. So what happened was, what what happens to somebody that's on a, a hard medication for pain on their hip, and they have to they can't get they can't get they can't get the surgery. So what do they start doing with those pills? Let's be honest. They become addicted to them, right? Right. So then all of a sudden, you're creating addicts. Interesting. It's, just, it's common sense. If, you, if, I can't, if, I have a, if I have a medical condition and I can't get help for it, all of a sudden I'm popping pills. And all of a sudden it comes down, okay, so now I'm taking those pills for a month, two, three, four months longer. You're an addict. Whether you want to be or not, it doesn't really matter. That's what's going to happen. 
So you're creating more issues because people aren't going to hospitals to get routine. And I hated when they said uh, uh, the whole thing is, oh, you can't get elective surgery. Oh, and they pass off like elective surgery was this cosmetic surgery, like it wasn't important. No, there's a lot of very important things that are considered elective. So now you're creating a bigger issue. So there was no real hospital run. Maybe, okay, here and there, okay, you have to make sure you have enough ventilators. You have to have all of this other stuff. Okay, you have it all, and now all of a sudden you have a lockdown. And you so, created more issues. What about at that phase? What about when they had, they were asking retired um, healthcare professionals to come out of retirement and help? Because they're prepping. They're prepping and they're expecting the worst, right? But that didn't really happen. So in, in certain states and certain areas, if there was an influx, okay, so now all of a sudden you have it, but then you're doing what? And if you get, and now if you're retired, if you, if you work in the medical field and you go to another city or state, you get a, a higher stipend for doing it. Right. So then you don't think they're signing up left and right to try to get that extra money? Most people are, right? <laughs> if I'm going to sit there, I don't know what their pay increase. I have no idea what the number is. But if, if you're getting a 20% stipend to go, you don't think you're traveling? And all, you're already getting paid a, a really good wage? Of course you're going to sit there and pick up that extra money for your family. It's just common sense. Not everybody, but the vast majority of people are. So they're asking people to come in and do it. But how many people, how long did that last? Some, some months, though. I mean. what? No, 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 no. What 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 state had month long month long hospitalizations? For Only on New, right. New York, New Jersey, but that's the reason why because they they botched it in the beginning. And you can look at all their numbers. Everything was early on, and it's not because they did anything different later. It's because they stopped killing their own their own elderly. There they screwed that up. Everything after that dropping. Well, everything's dropped. One is how many people left New York. New York's having a mass exodus. Right. Because look at New York City. Look how they're running it. So so my, my, my big thing was never, I've, I've never thought it was a hoax. I've never said, I don't care if somebody dies. Of, look, my view on death is people are going to die. That's what happens. I don't want people to die, but that's what's going to happen. I, so my take has always been, if you can show me real data and real science, okay. But if your selling point is pure emotional, I know you're I know you're just BSing me. And the only thing these people want is more control. They haven't done they haven't done anything to say, oh, what about this? What about that? What about this? They just haven't. And every time real data comes up or somebody from, from within the inner circle says what's really happening, they have to retract it right away. If you have if you're a doctor or you're a scientist and you say anything against COVID, they lock you out. They they ban you on YouTube. They they ban you on any social media. You're not allowed to disagree with their point of view. How does that not make anybody suspicious? Like, wait a minute. But if that was necessarily true, because the president of the United States has an unlimited platform to to showcase whatever healthcare professional he wants to argue against what 
the CDC and the WHO are saying. So, I mean... But he's done it. Right. So, I mean, it's it's not that you can't. Well, I, it's, it's, you, you can't, you're not going to, but what they can, they, they, they do put warnings underneath, like Twitter does it, Facebook, they put these little fact check things underneath some of his tweets. Yes. yes. What to me is bullshit. How are you going to tell the person that has all the information and is telling you, you need to go out there and live your life. You need to be cautious. You need to do what you need to do, but you can't live scared. How, like, why, what is, what is so wrong with that? Like, I don't, that's what I don't understand. Like, not opening up the schools. And who, who's getting rich off of this? The rich people. The rich people and the politicians are the only people benefiting. So, so when you all of a sudden have all these rich people benefiting, all these politicians benefiting, and every everyday American, every small business owner is just getting shot in the foot. That doesn't like raise an alarm like, oh, what about small? Nobody cares about small businesses. Uh, Trump hates the small businesses. It's all political. But yet you're arguing that everything should be locked down and you don't want small businesses and restaurants to open up. It doesn't make any sense. Of course, they're closing and they're not reopening. I mean, so I've been to restaurants and and different places. Um, I think some of that is personal choice too, with these organizations who run these these restaurants or or well, some of these small businesses. I'm not talking about like a chain restaurant, right? I'm talking okay. about like if you if you have one or two restaurants, you can't operate. There's no margin. There's there's virtually no margin. You can't operate it. At only takeout or only twenty five percent capacity, you just can't do it. There's no, you're not making any money. So small business might be able to stay open for a little bit, but they have to fire all their people. They, you, you know what I'm saying? It's just it's impossible to run effectively for what's it been seven eight months now? And then these people want to keep extending it until there's a vaccine. There's never going to be a vaccine for COVID, just like there's no vaccine for the flu. It's just not right. going to happen. Right. So, and that's what everybody. Oh, wait. So, it was, remember, it went for two weeks. Stop the curve. Let the hospitals get caught up. To we need a vaccine. How and why? They keep moving the goalposts. It was never about two weeks. It was always about more control, more control, more control. And it blows my mind that people are so willingly giving that to large government. When people talk about how much they hate big government, that's, that's what I don't get. Like you're giving control to people that do not have your best interests at heart. They just don't. It's all about their power struggle. So. Okay. I, I, don't. I have to, I have three minutes, so I have to leave the house. Um, I appreciate your time. As always, it's a pleasure. All right. See, we got uh, along nice. We usually do. Uh, because even though you don't like to admit it and you never will, you know, you're rocking the red, you're rocking the red. We know it. Just admit it. You just, you, you don't want to admit it because you think you're going to get, people are going to call you names and you don't want to, you don't want to hear that negativity. No, but I know, I know. I will say I am leaning way towards being conservative, but not that conservative. No. You're, 
You're, you're, you're, you're, you're that conservative. All right, I'll talk to you later. Bye. Bye. Tell the kids I said what's up. Okay. If you find, like, if you find somebody that make you happy, that make you, that think to you, man, bro, okay, be with them. And then if if people looking at you crazy, it's like, well, she ain't of this color. She ain't. So, So the reason why you not with nobody is because you locked yourself in to this type of thinking and you gonna fault me for stepping outside that thinking 